Good Erev Shabbos, everyone, our Holy Erev Shabbos Jews, thanks for coming together again in order to prepare for Shabbos together to turn Friday into, not Friday, to turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. It's wonderful to be together again. I want to thank my dear friends, Mendin Tzipora Fishman, who sponsored the Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos series. As a schus in the merit of Chai Rivka Bas Tzipora, Fredel, thank you so much for your generosity. We're going to go back to the text we had been studying before, and we'll complement it with some other thoughts today quickly. But a text from Rav Melech Biderman, the Be'er HaChayim, on Zmiros and on Shabbos. And here he has a chapter, he has an essay on the concept of preparing for Shabbos, getting ready for Shabbos. Anything that is holy requires hazmana, requires hachana, requires preparation. In Siddur snippets, we're up to Borchu, and we're up to exactly this thought. The Zohar Kadr says the reason that the Chazan invites the community, Borchu, you're about to say Shema, you're about to get to the Shemona Esrei, you're about to get to the core, the central part of davening, Borchu, there's an invitation, there's a preparation. One has to not simply stumble in, you can't collapse in, you have to come in prepared, you have to come in excited, you have to come in invigorated, you have to come in rested, you have to come in ready. Says Rav Melech, Hashpas HaKedusha V'Abrocha Shal Matan HaTuv V'Zush HaShah B'Shema Tluyim Ba'avodaso U'V'Yigiyaso He says, the influence the bracha, the kedusha, the sanctity of this great gift of Shabbos that Hashem has given us. The rest of the world is stumbling and tripping all over, tripping all over their technology, the noise, the interruption, the static in their lives. We have this gift. We disconnect. We reconnect to what matters. Shabbos, it gives us not only the physical rest for the whole week, it gives us the spiritual nourishment of the whole week. But in order to achieve it, you have to be ready for it. You have to put in the work. You have to cleanse yourself. You have to prepare yourself. You have to get ready. If you don't have a Dvar Torah, if you don't have a story, if you're not ready to sing the Zmiros, if you haven't shopped and cooked and prepared and set the table, then you have no Shabbos. You can't wake up one minute before Shabbos and decide you're going to have Shabbos. It's only going to be in proportion to the effort of the preparation you put in before. says, on the Pasuk in Shemos, Ach es Shabbos tishmoru. Ach, however, observe Shabbos. What is the word Ach doing there? It's like the rabbis interpret the Pasuk. Ach es hazahav, referring to the gold. You have to remove the rust. You have to remove the dirt. You know, you're taking a clear utensil, a vessel to the mikvah. Baruch Hashem, our Kalim mikvah reopened. But we asked everybody, take the stickers off at home. Undo the packaging at home. We're trying to limit the overlap between people. Everyone who's had to tovel Kalim, the young couple, who as a uh, gift for all the gifts they got, they have to pack the trunk and schlep everything to the Kalim mikvah. You got to take off all the packages. You got to peel off all the stickers. It's a big deal. You can't kasher something that has rust on it. If it's covered in rust, it can't be kasher. Kemo ken yom ha'le'in shabbash etzorch l'haveres ha'chaludah she'belev. Klomar she'yaveres ha'psolos melibo. So similarly, our heart, which was pure just last Shabbos. Our heart that sang, our heart that felt, our heart that was open, our heart that connected. But all of a sudden, Motzei Shabbos came, we made Avdala with it, we turned on our technology and we reconnected to the Shmutz and the Narishkeit. We reconnected to the worries and the challenges and the anxieties. We reconnected to the pressures and the noise that surround us. And all of a sudden they become the rust, the contaminant. They become the dirt. They become the sticky stuff that is covering our heart. So what's the hachana? What is the effort, the goal, the avodah of Erev Shabbos? To peel off the sticky stuff. To get rid of the rust. To unpackage the packaging. 
So when a person has an eye and an emphasis on Shabbos, not just Shabbos, you can't wake up. Shabbos here is 8 o'clock. 7.58, you can't decide, oh, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to wear? Who's setting the table? It directly relates to how early in the week you said, okay, what's the menu? What are we making the Shabbos? Who's doing the shopping? How are we setting the table? What's the plan? What miras are we singing? What divrei Torah are we saying? What stories will we share? What board games will we play? What is the effort that went in? Because otherwise, the whole week, layers and layers and layers cover the pure heart that we revealed last Shabbos, and we have to do all of it again. And that's what says the Sfasemes, Ach es Shabbos Shmoru. That's what Shabbos is, the Hachana, the Arab Shabbos, they're preparing, getting ready. Rabbi Moshe Motchai of Lalov, Lalov Rebbe said, there seems to be a contradiction. On the one hand, Chazal Kol Shabbos, Amatana Tova. It's a great gift. Now, when you get a great gift, what do you have to do for it? It's called a gift, because you didn't have to earn it. If you earned it, it'd be called a paycheck. It'd be called salary or compensation. It's called a gift because you didn't work for it. So on the one hand, Shabbos is a gift. Hashem gave us this unbelievable gift. Oh, geschmack, what a gift, Shabbos. On the other hand, the Gemara Navodah says, Mishatarach be'erav Shabbos, Yochob Shabbos. Only if you work hard in Erev Shabbos, shop, cook, clean, set the table, you get ready on Erev Shabbos, do you enjoy Shabbos? So which is it? Is it a matana tova? Is it a gift? Or mishatarach? Or does it take work and labor and effort and toil? Which is it? So said of Moshe Mordechai, the following answer. Shabbos itself is the greatest gift. It's an unbelievable gift. But there are barriers. There are interruptions. We have this rust. We have these layers. We have this stickiness. And it doesn't enable us to attach ourselves or to connect to Shabbos. So the matana tova, the gift that comes to us, psh, that's from Hashem. But we've got to make the effort. We've got to do what we need to do in order to prepare ourselves so that the Shabbos can be fully experienced. Somebody says to you, I want to give you a big check. I want to wire you some money. I want to give you a big gift. You have to have a bank account. If you don't have a Venmo, you don't have a bank account, you have no address for them to deposit it, someone could want to give you the biggest gift in the world. But if there's nowhere to put it, you can't receive the gift. So the gift, Mitzad Hashem, is Shabbos. Shabbos is this gift. It's a gift that's uniquely ours. It's a gift that our Kaddish Baruch has set aside for us. The rest of the world doesn't have it. They don't experience it. They might make the same recipe. It doesn't taste the same because they don't have the spice. It's called Shabbos. We have Shabbos. It's a gift from above. It's unbelievable. It's re-energizing and reinvigorating. It refreshes. It lets us reinvent ourselves. It's a rebirth. Shabbos is unbelievable. It's geschmack. What a gift from Hashem. It's a gift. Kaddish Baruch says, I want to wire you some ruchnias called Shabbos. But you need to make the bank account. You need to have the address. You need to have a place to deposit it. That's Erev Shabbos. That's the hachana of Erev Shabbos that we go through. So what is this hachana? So he quotes Reb Melech, he quotes the Chidush Yerim, the Ger Rebbe, who says, we know the following. Goyish Shabbos chayv misa. A non-Jew who tries to observe Shabbos is liable for the death penalty. The most severe punishment. Shabbos wasn't gifted to the non-Jew. It's uniquely Jewish. It's exclusively ours. So the non-Jew who tries to observe Shabbos, death penalty. That's how severe it is. That's how severe it is. There's a great shayla. I think I saw a chashuk yechemer of Zilberstein several years ago. He says, a conversion candidate, so we tell the conversion candidates, until you actually convert, you have to do something to violate Shabbos. It's very hard for some of them. They're well on their way on their journey. They're living essentially observant lives. They're very moved, they're very inspired, as Chazal already note, sometimes more passionately, more loyally, more devotion and dedication, even than people who are born Jewish, even people who are observant their whole lives. 
So when you tell the non-Jew, you tell the conversion candidate, you got to do something every Shabbos. You got to do something every Shabbos. Everyone knows the bad joke about the guy who says, I don't hold up the Erev. Does that count? But you got to do something to violate Shabbos every week. So he had the following question of Zilberstein. There was a doctor who had to work in the hospital on Shabbos. So he wants to know when a doctor works on Shabbos, drives there, writes, operates the machines, is that considered, does that constitute violating Shabbos in order to take him out of the category of Goyesha Shabbos, of a non-Jew who keeps Shabbos? Or do you say no? For the purpose of saving a life, not only are you allowed, you're obligated to violate Shabbos, so that's not called violating Shabbos. If you want to appreciate the lumdas, it comes down to whether it's hutra or dechuya, how do we understand the notion that when someone is involved in life-saving measures, they don't keep Shabbos. Is it hutra or dechuya? Is it hutra or dechuya? So goyesha Shabbos, when a non-Jew observes Shabbos, they're, going, they're violating the boundary of our space. That's ours. That's our unique gift. So said the Chidush Arim, the Ger Rebbe, Goyesh Shabbos, you know what the mission of Arab Shabbos is? To take the Goy out of us. To make sure that we're a Yid, we're a Jew through and through. That doesn't mean that we don't engage the world, contribute to the world, draw the beauty from the world. We believe in that integration. But at the end of the day, what shapes our values and our ideals and our philosophy? What shapes our priorities? What is the filter through which we look at the world, interpret current events, shape our thinking and our voting? You have to be a Yid, you have to be a Jew through and through. So says the Chidush Arim, you know what the effort of Arab Shabbos is? It is to purge or to cleanse, to remove the goy, the non-Jewish element, the non-Jewish music, non-Jewish images, non-Jewish ideas, non-Jewish values, to purge, to cleanse, to be able to remove them so that we're not violating goy Shabbos, but his gayer. We undergo a conversion. Every Arab Shabbos, we convert. We try to convert our entire sense of selves. That when we go into Shabbos, we're not looking at what kind of car, we're not looking at how much money, we're not looking at, we're not looking at the ideals and the values and the priorities. We're thinking exclusively, we're thinking entirely like Jews. Really, the whole week, one portion fell, Arab Shabbos, two portions of the man fell. What does it mean that we are sanctified, we're elevated with the gift of man? We don't have the man anymore. None of us have the benefit of man. We don't have the man, relevant to our parsha. Our parsha tells the story of the man. Someone told me a great thing this week. They said, where was the chesed in the midbar? In the midbar, we lived a kolo life, we had everything. Hashem provided everything. He gave us security and protection. He gave us food. He gave us drink. He gave us everything. He compensated us, took care of us, sustained us. So how did someone do chesed for someone else? So they said, that's what I was told. I think they thought it was a joke, but I take it very seriously. They said, you know what the chesed was? Nebuch, a person was going to eat the man. The man tasted like anything you thought of. So Nebuch, that person, thought of a milchik meal. The chesed was, you said, no, 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 no. Think about fleshiks. Think about a steak. Think about a roast. Think about a pastrami. Think about a corned beef. Think about a meat pizza. That was the chesed, is that you help someone think about something even more delicious when they ate the man. So he asked the Rebbe, the Salam Rebbe asks, what do you mean? What the Kidsha Ubarcha, what sanctified us, what blessed us, the man, we don't have the man. The Gemara Numaine tells us that when you ate the man, it tasted like anything you wanted. Were you allowed to think of a cheeseburger? Were you allowed to think of Basar Vachalov? Were you allowed to think of Chazer? Tasted like anything you wanted. So when you ate, did you bench on the man? It's big discussions in Halakha. Sam Sofer talks about, did you bench on the man? So the Gemara Numaine says, the man tasted like anything that you wanted. 
Shabbos can taste like anything you want. The words from Shabbos is like the man, just like you ate the man, but it tasted like whatever you were thinking about. So too, you can keep Shabbos. You can observe the 39 categories of creative labor. You could refrain from doing malacha on Shabbos. But what it tastes like, what it's, what it's feeling is, that all depends on us. What are you going to talk about? Heavily havalam? Stock market, your portfolio, business deals, or you're going to talk about different Torah and lofty things, beautiful ideas and people, stories of, of righteousness. It's just like the man tasted like anything. Similarly, Shabbos tastes like anything. I'll close with one last thought. I shared it at a Shabbat Brachas this week. A beautiful thought. The Pasuk in that parasha says, Hashem tested us. In the Midbar, there was a test. And the Chazal, the Apostle rather tells us, one of the tests was he provided the man. The question was, what was the test of the man? To have a paycheck provided for? You didn't even have to work. That's a test? Halavai. It's a test many would ask for. What was the test? Many, many answers are given. The Rashbam says there were no reserves. All you got was for that day. You had to believe that tomorrow you were going to get what you needed for the next day. And the Ramban says they had no experience. It wasn't approved. Had they known it wasn't poisonous, but they ate the man, they trusted Hashem. But the Chidar of Chaim Yosef David Azulai gives another interpretation. He says, you know what the test of the man was? The test of the man was, the first time it fell, it was a miracle. Supernatural, extraordinary. You couldn't believe it. Literally, mana from heaven, bread from heaven. You won the lottery. But by day two, three, week two, three, eh, took it for granted. By week two, three, it didn't impress you. Maybe Kalei even got sick of the man. So what starts off as a beautiful blessing, what starts off that you recognize and acknowledge as extraordinary becomes ordinary. What starts off as supernatural becomes natural. And what this Tachida explains, a very peculiar medrash. The medrash says in this Pasuk, in Yaakot Shimoni, Mikan Shemadlikin Neir Shabbos. From the Pasuk that Hashem tested us with the man, you see you light the Shabbos. What does one thing have to do with the other? Lighting the Shabbos candles and the test of would you take the man for granted? Says the Chida, what's the purpose of the Shabbos candles? We're about to light the candles. When you light the candles, you illuminate your home. You bring shalom bias peace into the home. Says the Chida, you know what happens when you light those candles? You look around that home and you see the blessings, all the things you were taking for granted. Just like the man. You have a roof. You have home. You have your health. You see my shaleh, you should have a full shleim, I feel better. Until you don't have your health, you take it for granted. If you look around, you light those candles and you say, I have my health. Baruch Hashem, I have family. People should be blessed to have beautiful families. Nachas and Simcha from their family. You have somebody went shopping. Someone cooked the food. Someone set the table. Someone got the house ready. Don't take it for granted. Don't neglect it. Acknowledge it. Identify it. Say thank you for it. Mikan Shabbos. The test of the man was, would you take it for granted? And the test of our lives is, do we take that bracha for granted? So I bless you and me, all of us. We should be zochah to peel off the rust of our heart to peel off the layers that have covered our hearts since last Shabbos. We should be zocha, to our hearts should pound in our chest. We should pulsate with the spirituality, with the ruchnius, with the gift, with the flavor of Shabbos to connect to Hashem, to connect to ourselves, and to connect to the people whom, God forbid, we take for granted. We should light that candle and illuminate our homes and see the brachas that we have all around. Wishing everyone a happy and a healthy and a holy Shabbos.